Hi, welcome to the third episode of Documenting History. I'm your host, Rama Patil. Today is Monday, November 8th, 2021, and wow. I know I said this last month, but I cannot believe it is November already. As we find ourselves having spent almost an entire two years dealing with what has become of the coronavirus-19 pandemic. So I felt it'd be fitting to spend some time today talking with you about the pandemic and the current state of, well, everything. You know, strides forward, strides back, and even touch on um, the pandemic's implication into our personal and social lives. So my parents recently just received the booster shot for the COVID vaccine, um, like the new, the third one, um, which kind of made me realize just how quickly things unfolded. For example, when you look back in our history, the bacteria responsible for typhoid fever was discovered in 1880. However, research efforts were not even enacted until 16 years later. And then it took another 13 years until the vaccine was finally developed in 1909. And other diseases even like yellow fever and influenza have a history that follows the same pattern. So contrarily in this COVID-19 pandemic, Not one, but two booster shots are available within a short time period. Both Moderna with Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson have booster shots available. Moderna Moderna, has authorized its uh, recipients of the vaccine to be those 65 years of age and older and those adults who are at high risk due to health exposure um, or similar circumstances. Whereas Johnson and Johnson has made their va- their booster shot available to anyone eighteen and older, so to think that my own family members, while I myself might not yet be eligible, are able to receive a third shot for a vaccine within two years of the virus's outbreak, is quite a monumentous feat. However, I'd like to think that I am becoming more aware of my bubble of my world in a sense, if we go in another direction. And what I mean by that is I'm realizing the scale to which I judge the world's events in relation to my own direct environment. I had the opportunity to go back to school in person around February of 2020, much earlier than many people across the country I know, and much earlier than many people even across the state, like some of my friends um, and even my own siblings. And so for myself, fast forward now, almost nine months, going to school feels normal. Masks feel practically normal. I forget that they're on my face half the time. And the concept of us still, still, still being in a pandemic seems frankly hilarious. Because, well, if things are normal for me at my small private school in Redmond, Washington, then they must be back to normal everywhere else, right? Wrong. The current pace of transmission across 53 countries of the European region is of grave concern. As Hans Kluge, a World Health Organization regional director, put it on November 5th. He's simply describing the surge of and potential threat of a greater resurgence of COVID-19 and its cases across Europe and Central Asia. The CDC characterizes countries with a level 4 degree designation as falling in a COVID-19 very high category, um, with this number 
numerically with this numerically signifying countries that have more than 500 cases per 100,000 residents in the past 28 days. Using this definition, as of November 8th, today, I may add, as to highlight the seriousness and the, the frank reality of the matter, there are 80 countries at level four, including the newest additions of Luxembourg, the Cayman and Faroe Islands, and the Netherlands. Within the last week, in fact, these European regions have seen around a 6% increase in the number of new cases from the previous week and a 12% increase in the number of deaths within the same period. The World Health Organization linked this very resurgence to uneven vaccine coverage, and as they put it, a premature relaxation of public health and safety measures. This feels like deja vu of the same, same conversation I've had with my parents in regards to this topic time and time again about the genuine importance of vaccines and taking precautions like masks in public. And this news is also, frankly, terrifying to me, as it comes hand in hand with the reopening of the United States borders to vaccinated international travelers, ending around a 20-month travel ban that had been previously in place. Fully vaccinated travelers from 33 countries, many of which are spread across the Europe, uh, spread across Europe are now allowed to enter the United States with proof of vaccination and a negative COVID test. And already, just like that, airports cross across major European cities are reported to be filled with those eager to travel and reunite with those across the Atlantic Ocean. For example, French President Emmanuel Mac Macron, who was set to address the country on Tuesday, November 9th, with regards to the sharp rise in cases, talks about how Paris's Charles de Gaulle, um, excuse my pronunciation, airport has been filled with back-to-back non-stop flights with destinations to the U.S. Some say that this reopening is an opportunity, you know, for families and friends who had initially been torn apart by this travel ban to finally, finally reunite. Others, like Germany's Minister of Economics and Technology are looking at the um, economic aspect to this reopening. As Peter Altmaier says that the reopening is good for transatlantic relations, good for the economy, and good for people. Well, let me be a little selfish and say that I'm worried about how this reopening of the U.S. border with international travel will affect my everyday life and the lives of those across this country. As the World Health Organization put it, as I said before, for Europe, this epic surge can be attributed to a relaxation of pandemic restrictions and faulty vaccine coverage. I fear for the possible implications and the possibility of a new wave of cases across our country as we find ourselves in a time where vaccine coverage nationwide is in fact uneven and the health precautions and premeditative measures like masks have been turned into such polarized topics that people figure they don't even need to wear them at this point. In this moment, I believe we are finding ourselves sitting comfortably within the lines of what caused the resurgence of cases within Europe. And now, with an open connection and affairs with said countries, I wonder if it is simply a matter of time.
You know, now more than ever, I believe I must not take the opportunity to go to person, to go to school in person, to actually play the sport that I love, and to spend time with friends outside and more for granted, as with a flip of a switch, the snap of fingers, and one international flight too many, we could find ourselves back in time five, six, seven months. I personally am quite eager and interested to see how to see not just how things themselves unfold, but also how our government, the United States government, works to handle the looming possibility of a new wave of cases. And then to compare this, the compare these courses of actions with, um, say, other governments across the world. And perhaps this will be a topic for later discussion, perhaps for our next episode. Thank you for taking the time out of your week to taking some time out of your week to chat with me today. I hope I've encouraged you to take a look at how your own life has evolved and changed over the past two years. I'm Rama Patil, and this was Documenting History.